0: Just like uh, Jonathan, you know, I don't have soft nipples, but my kink, people be like, what's a kink? I'm like, oh, I'm getting my nipples wick. And they be like, that's not a kink. And then, because people with kinks be so specific, they're like, I like syrup poured on my feet while being gagged with video in the background. And I'm like, I just like my nipples. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's
0: not a big thing. You you can never make transgender jokes unless you're Dave Chappelle, or Bill Burr. So imagine I'm one of them. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, I I don't know how to segue into this, but I you know I have trans transgender, transgender people all around you. Some people that they switch their genders, but they don't change their name. So it'd be this tall woman with the fat ass and big titties.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like just just switch the name as well because you, you're fooling me as I walk down the street with you and everybody's like, Dre, what's up? And I'm like, Who's, who are you talking to? Oh, that's your name. Oh, I didn't know that was your name. Um, all right, that's, that's my <laughs> end of my so-called career. Uh, okay, so, so <laughs> um, I've been using this time to reach out to family members because I don't want to <laughs> see them and they don't wanna see me now, so I could try to be like, oh, at least I tried. And they don't have to, like, I don't have to do it for the rest of the year, like, I could know, be reaching out, like, hey, can I, I would come see you, but you know, gotta stay in the house, and they're like, yeah, I understand. So that's it, that's been good with that family members. Uh, let's see, another, <laughs> another OG thing. Uh, I've had, I'm not worried about dying, cause I was almost, I almost got killed when I was in high school. I used to sneak in my girlfriend's house, and her dad caught me in a room. But he was so mellow and calm about it. He just opened the door. He saw me, and then he just closed the door. He didn't say nothing. And I just heard hall closets opening up. I called my homie Philip. I'm like, "Hey Phil, Phil, hey listen, hey shut the fuck up, listen, bro. If you don't see, if you don't hear from me, I was at Elsa's house. That's the last. But I'm not fucking playing with you, dog. I mean, write this down. I'm at Elsa's house. If you don't hear from me, okay?" And I was it was like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, hey, we're trying all kinds of stuff. Uh, I've been in the house all day. All right, uh let's see another one. In the grown up as a guy in Oakland or just as a guy, it's always like a thing to try to improve sexually. I don't know why. Like that's gonna be like even to the day I die a Matthew Court, I'm sure he like still tries to improve sexually. Uh <laughs> So I remember growing up in the hood, I tried to be seductive, but there was nothing to be seductive with. You know, everybody's like tying cherry stems with their tongue. So I just used to tie bread ties with my tongue. And uh, it makes a, <laughs> a lot of cuts in my mouth. And I try to eat sour candy afterwards. Don't do that, y'all. It's not good for you. I just want to let y'all know that. <laughs> not good for you. Uh, all right. That's all I me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. All appreciate right. Do you.
2: for Gary Saloma, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm
0: changing that
2: shit <laughs> <laughs> you think if I have my high school 10-year reunion coming like next year. Do you think like if yours was this year, you'd just cancel it and just like not reschedule it? Yes. Yeah, I feel like that would
3: You won't get anything you want out of it. Don't waste your money. Don't okay. do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
2: like, yeah. I'm like the only... <laughs> I'm like the only relevant Jordan at my high school, you know? And then, like, someone at our school, like, transitioned, and then his new name is Jordan. (laughs) I'm, like, kind of annoyed at that. Um, Is that transphobic? All right. Gary took us here, so just, all right. Cool. Um, Up next, yeah, Andre Riggs. And then on deck, we have Elizabeth Stanton. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Andre Ricks right now, what's happening? All right, Andre.
4: What happened? No explanation.
5: I don't
4: know either. <laughs> <laughs> somebody won the lottery, but can't claim the two.
1: <laughs>
4: oh, blood! Uh, Seth, what's up, man? I used- I put that dude on a couple open mics back in Austin. <laughs> see, uh, like a high school reunion. Yeah. <laughs> this one's free though. First uh, So all right. So I was watching. Uh, I was watching Netflix. And uh, have y'all heard of the Vietnam War?
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Holy shit, This was not one of the good wars. This was a bad war. Did y'all you, you heard of it? I didn't know know anything about it, man, I was watching it and it was terrible. We lost so many rice, so many, I love rice, sugar, butter, y'all know rice, y'all know rice? Yeah. Yeah. I
6: don't know what
5: that is.
4: I don't know. I feel like if uh I do this, y'all y'all still fucking on Facebook fuck around on Facebook.
3: Yeah.
4: Hey, no. Hey, y'all know dead people can't read y'all's posts, right?
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Their spirits can.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs>
6: The ghost of
4: Facebook you know, you know the post I'm talking about too. It's like, Grandpa, I wish you were still here. Grandpa, I wish you were around so I could smell your farts and shit.
1: It's
4: like, <laughs> Grandpa can't read that. But I do wish I had Grandpa's Facebook password so I could. Every time I get a post, I just hit it with that. <laughs> you
5: know
4: what I mean? Kind of freaks some people out. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> supposed to get $1,200. Anybody expecting that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody. Expecting time that. Time. <laughs> I need some new shoes. Um, yeah, man, up here, watching this, uh, people dying in Italy. Like crazy. My my girl's a quarter Italian, so I'm about to get rid of her. I, I can't catch you. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what else is going on, um, I'm blanking right now, I just ate some food, you know how you eat and you get lazy and shit, you don't want to do nothing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, y'all drink alcohol, y'all, y'all mess with the alcohol? I had to we drink alcohol, man, for the one ingredient that they don't put on the bottle, which is confidence. All right. It's too much alcohol. Man. Like I've been in zero fights sober. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? With the confidence of alcohol, I've been on the fight. Media. I just kept my hands in my pockets the whole time. That's how. It was, it was bad. Alcohol had me thinking I could just headbutt people to death. Shit. I actually know people like that. That's too much confidence. That's what I'm saying. This is, I've never been that confident on cocaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> cocaine, I'll just say, yeah, both my parents are white and I'm not a doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Alexa, play in sync. I'll say some shit like that. Better off
5: stage.
4: You ever heard something about? Say to the other, he was like, "Yeah, probably because both." He's like, "Probably because you're an addict, like both of us." And I was like, "Pardon me, like I can't be an addict, dog. I drive a city bus. First of all, that's not good." And uh, that really hurt my feelings. Like I can't, but I couldn't argue because ever since I was 18, like I haven't taken a considerable break off of substances at all. It's always been something: weed, alcohol, uh, cocaine, zebra cakes. Pills. It's always been something, you know. I mean, only a few people know zebra cakes. So. I tell you how I knew I had to stop taking pills when I ordered lasagna at a job in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty clear sign. Uh, I get that Shout out to Macronegro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh they got some good lasagna. Uh where am I at? How much That's time? time? That's time. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Cool. Hey, thank you. Give it up for Andre, everyone.
1: <laughs> Woo! Yay! Hey. It's
2: the sugar, butter, rice cakes? thing. Is that what how you eat cakes? rice, man? Sugar, butter, and rice, yeah. Oh, or what is zebra cakes, what Kevin are zebra cakes? We have an
4: audience. We have a question. Oh, zebra
0: Little Debbie snacks. Little
4: Debbie yeah. yeah, little Debbie. Come on, they man. I the, got the, the, white, the chocolate stripes across oh, the white Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google that. Cool. It freaks
2: me out when people eat rice like sweet, like (laughs) to be in like dessert. Like the first time I saw rice pudding, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know?
5: (laughs) What chocolate Yeah,
2: It's like if you came to Asia and you saw like pasta pudding, you know, (laughs) I'd be like, how it feels for me. All right. Uh, On deck, we have Ruben Anthony. Good up for your next comic Elizabeth Stend.
7: Do you guys see me? Okay, cool. Oh, is there a way to record this actually?
2: Uh, You can do another
7: phone. That's what I did. Wait, is there a way to record it on my end?
2: I can record it now. I'm recording it now if you want to. Yeah,
7: Yeah, because I have no way of watching back any of this. I'm like, it's the same thing I tell every guy before I drag him to the bedroom. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I need to set up a camera. (laughs) <laughs> I need to know what I'm doing wrong, okay?
1: <laughs>
7: Besides, if I have no proof of it, how can I prove to anyone that I actually did it, right? So, uh, um, I, I have heard a lot of this stuff before, but uh, I think it's interesting. Like, we don't credit the Chinese enough, right? Like, they have created a lot of stuff. Like, for example, they were the first ones to create Corona and to die from it. They were also the first ones to have noodles. So the Chinese actually invented pasta. But in both cases, the Italians perfected it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cat just
7: left. Pretty scary. Kirkland, Washington had a massive outbreak of this. Uh, you know, they were the ones that originated Costco first. The People there, they've just been catching it in bulk. <laughs> it's okay though. As soon as there's a cure, they'll be selling it wholesale. Uh. <laughs> now look, I agree I think that there is a cure for corona. Like I agree with what Mike Kent said. Thoughts and prayers.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs>
7: but uh whose prayers are we answering on this? Like I'm just saying today, I was going to Costco. And it was so overcrowded, I couldn't find a spot, and a guy cut me off. And I think the same as everyone does in that situation. I think, GOD! Why are there so many of these fucking assholes? I wish there was just a massive plague that would wipe them out.
1: Oops. <laughs> you got it.
7: Lots of <laughs> Now, the British, they've been well prepared for the outbreak. In fact, they even hired Julie Andrews to do a public service announcement. She's been warning everyone what to do if they think they've contracted it. She's been heard singing on the BBC. Oh, a spoonful of sugar makes the cyanide go down. The cyanide go down. The cyanide
1: go down.
7: (laughs) Now, I have a friend. He's really upset about he's saying that his life is just utterly miserable now that he can't see his kids because they're locked down and away from him i told him i completely understand i know how that is i can't see my kids anymore planned parenthood wouldn't let me keep the scraps
1: (laughs) (laughs) look
7: guys i'm not saying that i don't like kids but like they're just such whiny little bastards aren't they Like, all they do is cry when you fuck them. (laughs) Oh my god, guys, relax, seriously. I have a little nephew, and you should see him. He's fucking adorable. His brothers and sisters are all over him. I keep telling my brother to stop jerking off on his damn kid. (sighs) His birthday was coming up, so I got him a little gift. I I bought him a ball. A ball gag. (laughs) That way, I don't hear his cries when I fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, how can you take me serious on this? If I wanted to fuck someone that had an incredibly low IQ and a half-inch dick, I'd just go out and pick up an Irishman. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I gave an entire string of potato patties. Mm. It was like if the last name starts with Mick. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it seems it doesn't matter how big the Irish guy. They've always had the leprechaun hiding in their pants.
1: <laughs>
7: and since none of them are circumcised, it's kind of like leprechaun too. Leprechaun in the hood.
1: <laughs>
7: you know, it's interesting. I know that a lot of people are against late-term abortions, but. I fully support it. In fact, I'll go i I'll go a step further. Okay. Okay. I would say that if you created a child that you should have the right to take them out at any given point. Now hear me out. Time. I'm sorry, is that time? First finish a bit. Yeah, finish the bit. Um okay. my sense is that you have to, to take them out at any given point. I'm just saying, like, hey, the manufacturer has the right to recall any defective product before releasing it to the public. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, if you have a daughter and she's not up to standard, well, hey, you do not put out non-grade A beef. Think
2: that's is that time? Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. Thank you. Sorry, going to figure out this thing better, but thank you, good for Elizabeth, everybody. All right, I've just recorded some strange video to explain to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, uh, on deck, we have Jennifer Perez. Uh, everyone good up for Ruben. Is Ruben here? Well, he's not. Okay, on deck is Jason, <laughs> also doesn't seem to be here. Is Nora here? I am here.
6: I'm okay. thrilled to be here. Okay, Nora, so you're on deck. That you guys, oh, amazing, okay.
2: thank you. Okay, uh, Jennifer, please get up for your next comic, Jennifer Perez, everyone.
6: Yay! Woo!
2: Yay! Yay! Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm
8: Jen Perez. Um, my uh my middle initial my middle initial is A. So uh, I guess what that
6: spells.
8: Jap. Yep. Uh-huh. Jap. Yeah, yeah. It spells Jap. My my mom thought it'd be funny to, to call her uh, chinky-eyed daughter Jap. <laughs> yeah, I mean my mama she she's kind of she's kind of a little bit of a narcissist. And uh, you know, she she made me repeat the first grade because uh because she was jealous I could read.
1: <laughs>
8: <laughs> uh you know, uh like I said, you know, my name is Jen Perez. Um sometimes people people think I, I kind of look like Rosie Perez. Sometimes I sound like her too.
1: And um,
8: you know, recently before all this happened. And I, uh, I had gone to my doctor. My doctor's name is Bob. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his name is. Not William or anything. It's Bob, and I don't know how to say his last name. face or something. But uh, Doctor Bob he, he, uh, he found a small hernia inside my, my belly, like right behind my belly button. I'm like, damn, I have a hernia. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll name it. So, uh, I named him Barry
9: because.
8: He he, uh, he told me it's gonna cost you two thousand dollars to remove Barry. All the money, Bob! You took all the money. Anyway, there's that. Um, I guess I'm bombing real bad. Okay. Uh, there's no such thing
6: in these Zoom meetings. No such thing. <laughs>
8: okay, cool. My uh, my abuelo, he he uh, he calls my grandpa, my abuelo. He calls every white man he meets John. Like, every, every time he meets a white guy, he calls him John. Because it, the only reason why he says that is because my uncle's growing up, they had one friend, and his name was John, so he was white. So every time, okay, John, uh, yes, 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 John, no, no worries, John. Like, all the time, it's my grandpa calls every white man. He, uh, when I was a kid, like, well, when I graduated college, I um, – I, you know, I, I was a dancer or whatever, and I'd go to a lot of auditions. And so I'd give my grandpa all my audition numbers, and he's like, oh, John gave you audition numbers. Yeah, that's great. John, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grandpa. He's like, we'll play the lottery. I'll play the lottery. And he's like, no, no. I tried to play it, and I got to play it in reverse and this and that. All right. That that didn't work. Um, <laughs> I'm not having a good day today. Okay. Keep
1: uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the uh the
8: last the last three dudes i slept with had brain injuries (laughs) Uh, i i didn't they were like that before they met me i i I swear i didn't do anything (laughs) Um, they had brain injuries Uh, i i don't know what it is about my personality the first guy was a cop he got shot in the head the second guy uh he had brain surgery when he was a baby, and the third guy got into a car accident. And, I mean, now at this point, all I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to the whenever we can go to bars again. I'm going out there with a hammer, <laughs> either that or just dating NFL players.
5: Oh my
1: gosh!
8: Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my uncle. Uh, his nickname is Tortuga, and Tortuga in Spanish means turtle because he's a little slow. He knows. Oh.
1: He's a little slow.
8: But um, he's a little slow. He lives with his mom. He's a truck driver. Um, he uses CB radio. He's like I don't know. He's gotta be like in his fifties, old. And uh, and um, he confessed to me that he's in a polyamorous relationship, although he doesn't know what polyamorous means. But uh, he's been dating two women for the past ten years. It's two more than me. He can hold a relationship longer than I can with someone who who can. Actually, he probably doesn't have a brain injury. Okay, thank you.
2: <laughs>
10: Good to
7: see you, Jen. Nice
2: to see you. On am have SP, and uh, I realized realize like I used to give all the white host shit for like mispronouncing names, but until <laughs> you do like, Oh, you don't realize how hard it is. <laughs> Please give it for your next comic, Morris Swindler.
6: I love this single. Like, you know, why it's, it's funny because when you are this much of an attention whore, it's very interesting how much like the need for
1: praise comes in. Um,
6: but what one of the things that people always say that. I grew into my height. Now, obviously, you can't see this over Zoom, but I am six foot fucking three. And being a middle child, when you're also six foot three, there's a lot of things that comes with that. So not only do I demand all of the attention by nature. My stature is such that when I'm not given the attention that this height simply (laughs) requires, I'm baffled. And I wonder to myself, one, am I not as cute as I think I am? Or two, am I not as charming as I think I am? And both of those solutions lead people when they first meet me to come to one of either of two conclusions. One, I'm either the most outrageous person they've ever met, or I'm high out of my fucking mind. <laughs> Answer is usually <laughs> three. a lot of things come into question for you. You always wonder, like, am I cute enough? Am I like pretty enough? And especially as a six foot three heterosexual woman, everyone doubted me my whole life. Everyone questioned my heterosexuality just because of the sheer volume of my cells. And it couldn't be possible, or nay, it was implausible that a six-foot-fucking-three basketball player could want cock. <laughs> astonishing to people, <laughs> truly astonishing. And so my basketball team in high school they were really supportive of my endeavors to try and, I don't know, prove my heterosexuality, if you will. And so my basketball team in high school, I used to desperately want, I thought Timberland boots were sexy. I thought that they were so cute. I wanted to wear them with a the baby
1: doll.
6: I wanted to wear them first wanted to wear them out and the girls i will never forget emily tapio i once told her about the outfit i wanted to wear emily tapio my basketball captain in high school said nora do you want to get fucked or do you want to look at a lesbian your whole life you will not wear timbaland boots now i moved to san francisco 18 months ago the most sexually and drug-enriched city on the planet. <laughs> and the most liberated and liberal places maybe in the entire world. Sex clubs in Tel Aviv don't have the liberalism of San Francisco. So when I first got here and I finally wanted... Mm-hmm. to wear.
11: Mm-hmm. All of the-
6: of the Timbaland. Jordan, you'll give me the light whenever we're ready.
5: Okay. But
6: to end the bit, one last thing on this is to be six foot three. Uh, and in San Francisco, again, the heterosexual ratio of men to women in this city is two to one. But I don't know what happened in this city. They all seem to have taken John Mulaney's dating advice. You can't just knock <laughs> go girl out. You have to be nervous for <laughs> election. <person like it. laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: men who hate me at San It's just appalling But the women in San Francisco They come up to me and they're like Oh girl I bet you there's no men They figured it out Way better than the heteros have Thank you all so much. My name is Nora.
2: Woo! Uh, uh, all right. All my jokes in between comics are bombings.
9: mom was always worried we were gonna get killed or something even when I was really little I remember one time I was younger, it was younger and it was hot so I opened the window and then I get in the bed and I'm waiting for her and she comes in and she sees the windows open she's like what the hell is that window open for you trying to get murdered strangled killed? Clapp 1993 you're, you were, she was murdered strangled killed she left a window open I'm like, why are you telling me this? I'm five. Uh, but she'll still do that even like even though we're adults and I went traveling to California to be like, Oh hey mom, how are you? And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing well, how are you? I'm like, Yeah, I rented a Jeep today. And there's just silence, and she's like, Oh my god. Oh my God, a Jeep, gate, gate. Yeah. Sp rented a Jeep. Oh my God, a Jeep. Stacy, tell her about the rollovers. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling it. Listen, Sp Jeep, they tend to roll over because they're boxing. So you know, you you see what happens is they roll over, then you get murdered, strangled,
5: killed.
9: <laughs> I, uh, I, it's tough being like a smaller lady, cause I, I don't like walking anywhere alone at night. The other night I was walking back to my car and three guys started following me. So I jump in the car and I lock my door. And then this one guy yells out he's like, hey, you know, uh, we just wanted to talk. Like, How stupid do you think I am? I to have an opportunity like that. Like I need more friends. <laughs> Come on in. I hop together. Speaking of IHOP, I feel like I'm like a huge IHOP connoisseur. I'm not like super proud of that. Um, I have like a friend. She's like, she's like, oh my god, like I went to IHOP and the service was terrible. And I was like, yeah, Cheryl, you don't go there for fine dining. You go there to feel better about yourself. The last time I went, it was uh. I go. I'm sitting there for like 30, 40 minutes, and finally she comes up to me. And she's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "Hey, yeah, I'll take the banana pancakes. Cause I hate banana." And sure enough, she comes back with blueberry. I was like, "Hell yeah." Um, see, what, <laughs> you guys, does anyone run? Wow, you guys are not. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, uh, I, no, I was just thinking about it because I'll run. But I have a friend that's always trying to convince me. He's like, oh, man, you should really run inside on a treadmill because it's way easier. It's not too hot, not too cold. You can like control all the settings. And I'm like, "Uh, that is not the point of running. Running's about survival of the fittest. So I run in areas where there's a high percentage of sex offenders. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can Or I'll just go to
1: Walmart. (laughs) (laughs)
9: Um, I have a hamster. His name is Lavaca. And sometimes I'll travel with him, um, which is fine. But the only time it's not fine is whenever I go to the airport Airport security is always like, "Hey, ma'am, we need you to take the animal of the carrying case." And I'm like, "Seriously? Like, he's such a good boy. He would never do anything to anyone." <gasps> Lavaca. And I take him out, and he has an assault rifle. <laughs> um, what? How much time do I have?
2: Uh, I always forget to record, but I think it's like about now.
9: Hi. I'll be done. Thank you. All right.
2: Cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Woo! Damn. I always like get hey. so excited by people's sets and forget to start the timer, um, or oh, I'm just bad at this. All right, on deck we have Sereni and then our next comic, everyone, please give it up for Matthew Quirk.
3: Hey, hey lookies, where is he? Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, you're on mute,
3: unless <laughs> this is the app. Old man can't figure it out.
5: <laughs> yeah, the same old man that's giving sex tips to you young black guys. That's the old man. Anyway, you should show me a little more respect. I'm an essential worker, unlike the rest of you. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've, been, uh, I've got some reports from my van. I'm coming up on the van anniversary of my moving from an apartment to a van. Uh, I'm sheltering, but I'm not in place. (laughs) Anyway, from now on, can we call these things? These aren't open mics. These are closed mics. (laughs) Closed mics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I I can't believe I let Armageddon happen before I learned how to hunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fucking letdown. Uh, I saw someone on Facebook said that they were going to start stealing jokes. Um, I tell you what, anyone steals one of my jokes, they're going to be opening a can of social distancing on their ass. (laughs) Uh, I'm not real worried about coronavirus, because right now every side piece in the world is putting together their hive mind to come up with a solution here. I think it's gonna be solved in like another week. Um, I find it odd that people are like, we're not shaking hands, right? We're like bumping elbows. And then we cough into our elbow, and then we bump elbows. I think. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a better point or something. Uh, I've noticed that the current agenda. <coughs> you thinking? He- yeah, yeah. Sanders ain't even. I've been watching the uh, Unabomber on Netflix, and i got to tell you, that guy makes some pretty solid points.
1: <laughs>
5: True. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, India has closed its borders. All 1.3 billion mm. people are in lockdown there. Uh, yeah. India's closed but seven India's closed but seven eleven is still open. <laughs> <laughs> Narendra, Narendra Modi's like, thank you, come again. Uh anyway, seriously, what the fuck are we gonna do without tech support? <laughs> We're gonna collapse. Hey, you know. play anything anything right now uh let's see so apparently uh united airlines
2: and i'm gonna check next time for, so i can name the song that we played because i forgot it and one of them will know it
8: thanks sinatra
2: i remember that when i was looking up the band online i was, said dank sinatra that sounds like a total weed dealer's name <laughs> Dude, you gotta go see my friend Dink Sinatra. <laughs> so, what what is what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour, and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks. <laughs> uh,
5: my big takeaway uh, from this whole coronavirus is none of you guys know how to wash your fucking hands.
2: <laughs> that's a big revelation all right. um yeah
5: alright all right. Is, like is that my one yeah.
2: minute alright sorry yeah. okay sorry I, I need to that figure was, out all right. I'm this no problem. give it up for Matthew Quirk everybody
1: yay,
2: yay. alright so we have two more comics left uh, we have Pam Benjamin closing this out and right after that she's going to transition this into her joke workshop so please stay around for that uh, please don't give up for your nice Comics or any? Whatever that-
11: Red, hell yeah. Um, let's see. Wait, so we're doing- so are you lighting us when we're yeah, done or
2: I want everyone to keep it at four minutes. Uh, I told people to keep a stopwatch running in the beginning. I'm not timing you now, but- Still trying to figure out the best. It's way to
11: light finish. them at one minute,
2: but okay. <laughs> I to, yeah, I know. But no one sees the light. No one sees the light, right? It's all so good. I wanna be the light as like the this bit light. So No, you're totally fine.
11: That. But also that didn't cut into my time, right? No,
2: you're okay, you just start whenever you start. <laughs> yeah. Let's start. Yeah. Let's start. Um
11: <laughs> fucking this is the first uh <laughs> online online oh mic don't worry, I'm tired of myself uh as the first like online mic thing that i've done so this is fucking cool it's a little weird but it's cool um i this is the thing is the other day i made spam masseur i've been doing a lot of cooking you know what i mean and it came out really fucking good and that's the ra- that's the red thing about this virus is people are dying but i'm learning how to motherfucking cook okay <laughs> like and also le- i'm learning how to buy two weeks worth of groceries that this virus is teaching me single-handedly how to be an adult. That's fucking wild. I actually use all the groceries. I can't afford for them to, uh, you know, go rotten. I uh, I am a uh, non-essential person to, to society. <laughs> I'm a barista. Uh, it's just further proving that you know we don't value our food service workers. Uh, I remember somebody walked into my cafe and they. Did the worst thing you could do—they stole money out of the tip jar. And my coworker, she was like, you know, well, if, if if he's stealing tips, like he needs it more than I do. So I've been stealing her tips.
1: <laughs>
11: Literally. <laughs> I needed more. Okay. I fucking—I don't have a job right now. I don't have comedy. I have no reason to live. I uh, I want to go outside. I want to. I want to uh, fucking. <laughs> it's weird, man. I I know like. Let's see, what did she talk about? Oh, the other thing is my, so I'm staying with my girlfriend and, uh, and, you know, it's, I feel like we haven't been having, we've been doing a lot of puzzles. Let's put it like that. We've been doing a lot of puzzles because honestly, she, one day, the other day, because she she was like, hey, it's raining, me, you, we go, we're going to fuck right now on the skin couch. And you can do all that freaky shit to me that you've been wanting to do, and I'll let you. And I'm like, yeah, but like, can we do like 10 more puzzle pieces and then we do it? Like I am prioritizing puzzling because it's just fucking fun, and I've neglected it, and this fire has showed me how wonderful and calming they can be. I miss having emotional abuse at work, just human interaction. I would even take someone calling me a fucking idiot who doesn't know how to make a latte. I would cherish that right now. Like a fucking Stockholm Syndrome food service worker, you know? I want someone to just spit in my face and tell me that my fucking coffee sucks because I just miss human interaction. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, all I'm saying <laughs> is the Bay Area would not have gotten, you know, the coronavirus as bad as it had if, if Oakland was not so PC and inclusive, all right? Everybody – Everybody pushed away that cruise ship and said, "No, nah, fuck that. We don't want that. We don't fucking want it." Everybody's <laughs> no. just pissing around this fucking thing, right? But the you, fucking Oakland's like, "Oh well, you know, we should. They're they're. Everyone's a refugee, and we gotta keep moving. <laughs> they're the reason why we have the virus. Anyways, um." I've been freaking out a little bit, I don't know if you guys have freaking out, but I can't tell if I'm about to have a panic attack, or I am having a panic attack, or I am feeling the symptoms of coronavirus, which is short breath, and then I start panicking about having symptoms of coronavirus, and then I'm having a panic attack, but then I think it's coronavirus. I feel like if one person relates to this, that's all that fucking matters.
1: <laughs>
11: I'm doing it for you, Jet. <laughs> All right. Uh boomers they call it a living room, all right, but uh, you know, millennials we call it a space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> millennials
11: boomers they call it a feng shui, but we call it making Room for a new fucking roommate. <laughs> oh, that's the <a> light. <laughs> fucking last co- comment. Uh, you know, boomers call it hating millennials, and we call it hating ourselves because we hate ourselves. <laughs> All
7: right.
11: All right. Thank,
2: Thank you so much. You. <laughs> see, uh, the light's hard to see, man. Now you know. You're
11: right. You're right. You're right.
2: You're right. <laughs> so, we're trying to figure out the best way. All right. Uh, closing things out, we have Pam Benjamin, and please stay around for the joke workshop ah! after. Same oh. room, don't have to go anywhere. Hey. To go it's so everybody. weird
3: looking at yourself. Oh, I don't like that. Ah, how did you do that? Turn it off. I can't look at myself. I hate it. Ah! All right. No, I don't You're know awesome where to look. Talk. I can't. I can't handle it. Fuck. I like radio. Look <laughs> uh, at ah! the circle. Where do I? I have to swipe and get rid of it. How do I get rid of myself? Ah. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I sorry. I can't. It's too, it's too scary to look at myself because um, it's the corona times. I live in the Tenderloin. Nothing is different. Nothing at all is different about the Tenderloin. Uh, everyone is still in a tent and pooping on the street. No one is keeping their tent six feet apart. It's fine. There's other uh, police keep going by. They're like, get your tent six feet apart, social distancing. People are smiling. A man with three teardrop tattoos by his eye. Uh, smiled at me and said I was pretty. I was like, wow, I love the Tenderloin this time of year. Corona has only made my life more beautiful. Um, I do live in the Tenderloin. I Weird things happen in San Francisco. We have some weird hygiene issues. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, the, the pants I'm wearing right now, I found these pants in a tree in the Mission. These are tree pants. Now that's a thing. Uh, my question is, if tree pants don't smell like pee, Do I have to wash them before I wear them? No, no, in these corona times, no, you don't have to to do that. Actually, you probably should wash them before you wear them. (laughs) It's pretty gross. Uh, (laughs) San San Francisco's specific hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, uh, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? Is that more of an etiquette question? I don't know how that works. Uh, question three, I've been trying to lower my carbon footprint. I don't know about y'all. So if I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my twat, can I give my vagina corona? <laughs> can I give it simplex two, corona simplex two? No, I don't know if <laughs> that's... Tried to change a herpes joke into a corona joke, not as successful as it was in my mind. That's <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Uh, I did learn that if you do... Use the same tissue to wipe your nose and then your tushy. You can give your butthole herpes. Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Just location, location, location. Don't live (laughs) in the tenderloin. I live in the tenderloin. There's a lot of poop. Still a lot of poop everywhere. I play a a game. I used to hang out with small children. I don't anymore, but because (laughs) nobody's allowed to hang out with anybody. But I used to hold their hands and we'd see a pile on the ground and I would say, man or beast, man or beast. It's a fun game that you too can play with children. What I learned from a four year old is if it's up against a wall, it's always man. Mm -hmm. They understand physics at that age, such a tender young age. Uh, Hey, I've been, (laughs) I've learned some important things lately. Uh, If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Important pro tips for everyone during these drug conservation times anyone has any benzodiazepines i'd like them i saw someone in the tenderloin yesterday try to buy heroin with toothpaste <laughs> the guy was like no money is what's going to work right now he's like but you can't uh, you, you can't buy toothpaste with food stamps he's like you can't buy heroin with food stamps either you dummy <laughs> it's
10: tenderloin's getting a
3: little more desperate with all the drugs uh, I, I was wondering what are heroin addicts going to do now that there's no more drugs? What happens th- if everything's shut down for another week? How am I going to get my drugs? No one else is worried. <laughs> Just me. I need my benzodiazepine so I can sleep and not think about the coming apocalypse. I actually do enjoy this coming apocalypse. I've been casing the house that I want. It's at 819 Eddy Street. It's filled with lawyers, and I can't wait for the shit really to go down because no one from Walnut Creek is coming into their stupid lawyer place in the, you know, it's a beautiful building from 1896. It survived the first earthquake. It's my apocalypse house. Come and, uh, yeah, that's it. Come come join me at 819 Eddie. We're taking it over. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan, for having this open mic. Bye. Yay. Thank you. good up for Pam. Yay. Thank
2: you everyone who stuck around. Um, I'm doing an open mic again on Thursday at uh, 6 pacific 9 eastern where i give everyone a dollar if they perform so what's <laughs> happening because someone gave me a really nice donation so i'm just paying back forward so yeah uh it's gonna be the same room and uh, i think we're gonna go into the i don't know how you run this pam so just whenever you want oh
3: well i wasn't gonna because i'm kind of waiting for the auto podcast at Mutiny to start at six so but I don't even okay. know. I didn't really Uh-oh. have any pre-signs, so I don't even think I'm going to do it because oh, okay. I don't think anyone's. Right. So, but thank you for offering it because I know this costs money or something. I don't know how Zoom works, but I tried to yeah. sign up for a thing and it's like,
2: you need to pay me money. I
3: was like, no. So thank yeah. you for the Absolutely. opportunity.
2: Yeah, if you need, yeah, if you need it, whatever just let me know and Thank i you. can lend you the room
3: yeah and um i've been live streaming this at mutiny and the podcast will be out after and i'll tag it i'll add it to the thingy on the bacon if you want to listen or whatever yeah, but i just record it so thanks for letting me record it yay everybody's talents and yay yay you know we show by action
6: that support is positive and like helps a community then like other people will support their communities and that like we can act and negate what's been happening like we as a whole Society can act and negate what's happening.
12: And do you? (laughs)
1: Tonight,
5: please give it up for DJ Sasquatch Baracho, who's just Uh entertaining you with his. We have a fantastic program of music for you this evening. How many people out there like pins of light? They are playing here tonight. Unfuckingbelievable. believable uh, Has anybody ever seen the birth effects? They're fine, they're great. They're from Los Angeles, and they're gonna fucking melt your faces and kick your eye holes in. But we're, I know, it sounds very aggressive. It's very aggressive. But we're, first and foremost, we're gonna kick it off with uh, something we're very excited about. Welcome to the stage, people, War
0: Bison. Thank you feel
3: Show. Hey guys, We're at the make-out room. We got a shit ton of merch, limited space,
4: but man, if you guys want to come get some shit, man, we got some quality shit. got uh, room? country.
0: Out.
5: Give it up for war Bicep people.
0: Buy some merch,
5: buy some merch. Coming up next, Jay and all the gang learning from each other while they do their thing. Then pin supply, DJ Sasquatch garage, and the bar is open,
0: nobody's drinking nearly enough.
3: All right, that was the first band. We're gonna stop the recording. We'll be back, everybody, with more cool stuff from the makeup room tonight.
12: Jokes every Thursday, seven to nine, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC, D. You want more open mics? Fridays, Flat. six to eight. Happy hour Flat with guest classic host and
13: on Radio.
12: D. Dot fm. Smith. Pew, pew, pew four open mics every week at mutiny radio
13: I knew these people, these two people, they were in love with each other. The girl was very young, about 17 or 18, I guess. And the guy was quite a bit older. He was kind of raggedy and i She was very beautiful, you know? And together, they turned everything into a kind of an adventure. She liked that. Just an ordinary trip down to the grocery store was full of adventure. They were always laughing at stupid things. He liked to make them laugh. didn't much care for anything else uh, because all they wanted to do was be with each other. They were always together and he he loved her more than he ever felt possible. He couldn't stand being away from her uh, during the day when he went to work. just to be home with her. Mm -hmm. Then he'd get another job when the money ran out. And then he would quit again. But pretty soon, she started to worry. About what? Money, I guess. Not having enough. Mm -hmm. Not knowing when the next check was coming in.
6: Yeah, I know that feeling.
13: So he started to get kind of torn inside.
6: Yeah, I know that feeling.
13: So he started to get kind of torn inside. How do you mean? Well, he knew he had to work to support her, but he couldn't stand being away from her either. And the more he was away from her, the crazier he got. Except now, he got really crazy. He started imagining all kinds of things. Like what? He started thinking that she was seeing other men on the sly. He'd come home from work and accuse her of spending the day with somebody else. You'd yell at him to break things in the trailer. The trailer. Yes. They lived in a trailer home. Anyway, he started to drink real bad. He'd stay out late to test her, to see if she'd get jealous. He wanted her to get jealous, but she didn't. She just worried about him. That got him even madder. He thought if she never got jealous of him, that she didn't really care about him. Jealousy was a sign of her love for him. And then one night, one night she told him that she was pregnant. She was about three or four months pregnant, and he didn't even know. Then suddenly everything changed. He stopped drinking, got a steady job. He was convinced that she loved him now because she was carrying his child. And he was going to dedicate himself to making a home for her. But a funny thing started to happen. He didn't even notice it at first. She started to change. The day the baby was born, she began to get irritated with everything around her mad at everything. Even the babies seemed to be an injustice to him. He kept trying to make everything all right for her, her things, take her out to dinner once a week. But nothing seemed to satisfy her. For two years, he struggled to pull them back together like they were when they first met. Finally, he knew it was never going to work the bottle again but this time it got me this time when he came home late at night she wasn't worried about him or jealous she was just enraged she accused him of holding her captive by making her have a baby she told him that she dreamed about escaping that was all she dreamed about escape she saw herself at night Running naked down a highway, running across fields, running down riverbeds, always running. And always, just when she was about to get away, he'd be there. He would stop her somehow. He would just appear and stop her. And when she told him these dreams, he believed them. He knew she had to be stopped or she'd leave him forever. So he tied a cowbell to her ankle so he could hear at night if she tried to get out of bed. But she learned how to muffle the bell by stuffing a sock into it and inching her way out of the bed and into the night. He caught her one night when the sock fell out and he heard her trying to run to the highway. He caught her and dragged her back to the trailer and tied her to the stove with his belt just left her there, went back to bed, and lay there listening to her scream. Then he listened to his son's scream. And he was surprised at himself because he didn't feel anything anymore. All he wanted to do was sleep. And for the first time, he wished he were far away. in a deep, vast country where nobody knew him, somewhere without language or streets. And he dreamed about this place without knowing its name. When he woke up, he was on fire. There were blue flames burning the sheets of his bed. He ran through the flames toward the only two people he loved they were gone. His arms were burning and he threw himself outside and rolled on the wet ground. Then he ran. He never looked back at the fire. He just ran. until the sun came up, and he couldn't run any further. And when the sun went down, he ran again. For five days he ran like this, until every sign of man had disappeared.
2: Black Black Plastic is the show on Mutiny Radio that you're listening to. Keep it listening.
10: August 1934, several months later, began to feel heavy and tremors inside of my womb. My breasts are full of milk. The child does not belong in my life, for I have too many people to take care of. I have already too many children. As D.H. Lawrence said, do not bring any more children into the world, bring hope into the world." There are too many men without hope and faith in the world, too much work to do, too many to serve and care for. Already I have more than I can bear. I sit in the studio in the dark talking to my child. You should not be thrust into this black world in which even the greatest joys are tainted with pain, in which we are slaves to material forces. He kicked, and stern, so full of energy, my child. How much better it would be if you had stayed away from Earth in obscurity and unconsciousness, in the paradise of non-being. My little one not born yet, you are the future. I would prefer to live with men in the present, not with future extensions of myself into the future. I feel your small feet kicking against my womb. It is very dark in the room we're sitting in, just as dark as it must be for you inside of me. But it must be sweeter for you to be lying in the warmth than it is for me to be seeking in this dark room the joy of not knowing, not feeling, not seeing, the joy of lying still and quiet in utter warmth and darkness. All of us forever seeking again this warmth and this darkness, this being alive without pain, this being alive without anxiety or fear or aloneness. You are impatient to live. You kick with your small feet, my little one not born yet. You ought to die in warmth and darkness. You ought to die because in the world there are no real fathers, not in heaven or on earth. The German doctor has been here. While he examines me, we talk about the persecution of the Jews in Berlin. Life is full of terror and wonder. He said, you were not built for eternity." I sit in the dark studio and talk to the child. You can see but what is happening in the world that there is no father taking care of us. We are all orphans. You will be a child without a father as I was a child without a father. That is why I did all the caring. I nursed the whole world. When there was war and persecution, I wept for all the wounds inflicted. And where there were injustices, I struggled to return life, to recreate hope. The woman loved and cared too much. But inside of this woman, there is still a child. There is still the ghost of a little girl forever wailing inside, wailing the loss of her father. Will you go about, as I did, knocking on windows, watching every caress and protective love given to other children? For as soon as you will be born, as just as soon as I was born, man, the husband, lover, friend, will leave as my father Man is a child afraid of fatherhood. Man is a child and not a father. Man is an artist who needs all the care, all the warmth for himself as my father did. There's no end to his needs. He needs faith, indulgence, humor. He needs worship, good cooking, mended socks, errands, a hostess, a mistress, a mother, a sister, a secretary, a friend. He needs to be the only one in the world. He will hate your wailing and your slobbering and your sickness and my feeding you rather than his work, his creation. He might cast you aside for this love of his work which brings him praise and power. He might run away as my father ran away from his wife and children and you would be abandoned as I was. It would be better to die than to be abandoned spend your life haunting the world for this lost father this fragment of your body and soul this lost fragment of your very self there is no father on earth You we were deluded by this shadow of god the father cast on the world a shadow larger than man this shadow you would worship and seek to touch dreaming day and night of its warmth and of its greatness Dreaming of it covering you and lulling you, larger than a hammock, as large as the sky, big enough to hold your soul and all your fears, larger than man or woman, than church or house.